0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets, episode 94. Today is the recap episode of the interview with Jean Moret, uh, from, uh He runs the Explorer Instagram account. He is ranked in the top 10 influencers from Yahoo Finance. It's episode 92, so you got to go two back to find this interview and it is the longest episode of the podcast that has ever happened and it is seriously one of the best episodes, if not the best episode, a lot of people were saying it is the best episode they ever heard of the show because uh, this guy really understands the algorithm in ways that very few people do, okay, very few people apart from the people that work at Instagram um, and he revealed how there's 10 different algorithms He revealed uh, all these things on how to speed up content production, uh, things that you can do to make your content trend better, like little things that you can instantly apply, such as this color of blue trends better than this color of blue on Instagram, all of these actionable steps that you can instantly apply. Uh, into your business. So if you haven't listened to that episode, of course, go back and listen to that one. You won't be lost if you listen to this one first, um, but this is a recap episode, and if you're unfamiliar with my recap in uh, episode series, basically whenever I do an interview with someone, I'm always like chomping at the bit to give my own two cents to piggyback off their points, but that's just not in good interview practice. But what I like to do is whatever their main points were, I like to bring them back up, then expand on them a little bit more, and then give you the... Uh, applicable strategies so that you can instantly apply it into your business and uh, another thing I will say is people that have been listening to the show for a while and they do listen to my recap episodes of all of these interviews they are some of my better episodes as well Um, so can't recommend uh, more for you to go back and listen to those episodes Uh, but we're just gonna get right into it today so quick word from my sponsor and then get ready to take some notes and get ready for some massive value. Alright guys, so first thing we're going to talk about is things that you can do with your content to make it trend better in the algorithm. Part of this is because the algorithm is looking for certain things, certain colors that trend better. For instance, he mentioned that lighter blue skies trend better than like the dark blue he referenced, the Chase Bank blue as like that's too dark for Instagram, the lighter blues do better, and you'll probably see this from a lot of top influencers, so what I would say because there's not like just a a site online especially one that's put on by Instagram it would be more of one that would be theories even if you could find one that there's not really like a, a cumulative list of here's every color that works best here's every you know position of the sun here's where the mountains should be like that that list doesn't really exist. Um, or like I said, if it did, it would be based more on theories. So where do theories come from? They come from analysis. So the main thing that you need to take from this is to start analyzing your content at a deeper level. When you are looking for, all right, what do I need to post? Don't just look back at, all right, what was my best post that I've ever done? And then just look at, oh, it was like a quote. What were What colors were involved? Did you, was it a picture of you? So like, let's say you're an influencer and you're looking back at your content and you're like, oh yeah, my best trending post is the one with the Eiffel Tower. Yes, it could have to do something with people like the Eiffel Tower, but maybe you took it at a certain time of day and the color of the sky is really good. And maybe your teeth are showing versus the other photos, your teeth aren't showing and maybe you are positioned along one of the lines of thirds. Um, it's a rule in ph- photography that you can look up if you're unfamiliar with it, rather than you're positioned in the center of the photo. Maybe there is a foreground in front of you, and then there's you, and then there's a subject uh, or you know, a background behind you. Look at your photos and analyze them in a deeper way than just, oh yeah, that photo did well because it's the Eiffel Tower. Most people do not... Fully analyze every aspect of these are the real patterns that I'm finding. For instance, like that teeth reference was one time someone kept reaching out to me. They're like, I I just don't get it. Like sometimes my photos get this many likes. Sometimes they get this many likes. And I said, your top posts all have your teeth showing. And the ones that are not doing as well, you're smiling with your mouth closed. And she's like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, yeah, there's not enough emotion conveyed in your photo when your teeth aren't in there. Now, this might not apply to every single one of you, especially if you got bad teeth. But analyze on a deeper level. So even if you don't have a track record of content yourself uh, or you know, one that's got a lot of success and failures that you can be like, all right, let me just look at my own content What do you think you should do? Well, you should look at the top trending content in your industry. And this is something that most people really fail to do. And they're so confused. I don't know why my posts aren't trending. I did the hashtags good and, you know, I'm posting my best content. Well, does it look like the other content that is trending on the hashtags you are using? Then why are you confused that it's not trending? So go on the major hashtags in your market and start analyzing, um, two things. One, what type of, po- types of posts are there? So like a post type would be like an infographic. A post type would be like a seamless carousel. A video. A video with subtitles. A video with a title on top and subtitles on the bottom. That's really common in coaching. Uh, is it just a picture of a person? Is it a picture of a per- person in nature? what is actually trending and then once you have found out what post types are trending then you find out all right which of these types of posts can i produce and then the second way that you analyze it is on the very deep level so not just on the content but also in the caption and not just the caption in general but the the order of the caption, how is it formatted? Are there a lot of spaces? Are there bullet points? Are there a lot of emojis? What's the first line of the caption? Is it an attention grabber? What's the last line of the caption? Where are their hashtags? Um, do they have them in the caption or the comments? Which, don't look into that too much because it doesn't really matter. And, um, you know, the, start analyzing on a deeper level uh, because most people, like let, let's take uh, television commercials. For an example, the best commercials of all times, like some of the highest grossing ones, like think of the Got Milk commercial. Most people have no clue why that commercial is successful because you're not analyzing psychology on a deep level. You need to understand that you likely, like even a professional marketer watching another professional marketer's ad Will rarely capture every bit of psychology that was really in there, and it could be in certain colors. Um, like it really could just be. Let, let let me let me tell you one marketing theory that I have that most people have will never pick up on. Um, so Taco Bell did Baja Blast. I don't even know if they still do Baja Blast because I don't ever order soda out, but I used to. And Baja Blast was this exclusive drink that Taco Bell had for years. You couldn't buy it in stores. You couldn't buy it at gas stations. You couldn't buy it at any uh, fast food place. The only place you could get it was Taco Bell. And that went on for over 10 years. Over 10 years, there's only one spot you could get it. So over those 10 years, which I was a younger kid and, you know, (laughs) wasn't really trying to watch soda or anything. It's so funny, like, looking back. I, uh, at my past, and a lot of people can do this, I know, because there's just a lot less health awareness uh 10 to 20 years ago than there is now of like, oh yeah, I ate Taco Bell like every lunch during high school, but I'd always get a Baja Blast, right? One, because it was rare and it was the only time I could get it. So even if I was like, oh, a regular Mountain Dew would be good right now, I would get Baja Blast because of the exclusivity factor. Now, after 10 years, They finally opened it up to be at gas stations. And I remember thinking, oh my God, Taco Bell, you're so stupid. Why would you give up that exclusivity factor? and I, I did buy a Baja Blast from a gas station. I opened it up, I drank it, and I was like, ooh, I really want a Taco Bell taco. And I was like, oh, you got me. You had positioned yourself as the exclusive drink with it so that every time I had it for over 10 years, it was always accompanied by a taco to create the association in my mind that when I would have this drink, I want a taco. And then, after 10 years of making this association with me and all of these other people, now you are getting me to see Baja Blast at regular stores and instantly associate it with, now I want a Taco Bell taco. That is a random example, obviously, but most people don't think at that level, all right? As far as analyzing the marketing and what's actually, why things are working around them. You're just like, oh, it's a viral video because of this well there's actually so many components to it if you break it down like second by second if you like play a second in the video pause it analyze play a second in the video pause it analyze that you're not fully understanding things so i i'm mostly bringing this awareness to you of know that you need to be able to analyze things on a marketing level um, further than just the surface level of what you see like a lot of people are like oh that was a good ad why? Why was it a good ad? And if you can't come up with at least 10 reasons for every single television commercial, then you are missing stuff. And that's totally fine. But the awareness is where it starts. And the awareness of why is a con- a piece of content trending um is really necessary. Because it's such a beginner thing. To think that you know everything only beginners think they know way more than expert people because like for instance there's this guy um his name is brendan kane and he sells a book called one million followers where he teaches about how to make viral content and this guy has been like the social media manager for uh, taylor swift and prince ea and a ton of huge names in social media and, you know, there's always a thought that like, oh, well, I know what viral content is. You know, it's, it's like soldiers coming home from, you know, the war and seeing their families and it's, it's this and it's, you know, puppies and, and whatever. And like, that would be a simpleton mind of, oh, I understand it. But if you haven't made a ton of viral posts, then where are you coming from thinking you understand something? So many people think they understand something that they haven't done yet simply because they've seen someone else do it. And you need to understand, if you have not gotten the results yourself, you do not understand it. You do not. And again, it's okay to not understand it. What's not okay is to not admit that. Because there's so many people too, like I, you know, in course sales, it, it bugs the shit out of me when people are like, I don't know, man, I'll just like listen to your podcast. I feel like I know all there is to know about Instagram. I don't know what I, what else I need to know in the course, duh, you're not supposed to know what's in there. Otherwise you wouldn't need it. And it's just as such a catch 22 where like, you don't know what you don't know and I can't tell you what's in there without giving you what's in there. And, you know, it's, just, and this is the same with every coaching program, not just mine. Like every time I bought coaching, I'm like, wow, I was an idiot to think I didn't need this or to think, oh, well, I don't know. I think I'll just watch YouTube videos or I'll just like, I, I get, I get how to do that. I've seen people do it. If you haven't done it before, you don't know how to do it. You need to know that. So back to my point with Brendan Kane, I got his book. And then he, and it was an awesome book. So many things about viral content that I was like, Oh wow. I had never thought of it that way. It turns out this person that has made a living off of making viral content for the biggest names in Hollywood actually does know something that I don't know. How dumb was I to not think that that person knew something that I didn't know? So I always go back to people in their first like three years of business are convinced that they can just look at what people are doing and model them um, when they don't know their thought processes. People that have been in uh, entrepreneurship for over five years would never think to not buy coaching before doing something. They're like, no, I've already made that mistake my first three years of entrepreneurship. I'm not that dumb anymore. Who can I, what do I need to learn? I'm going to pay them to learn something. And there's no question that Advanced entrepreneurs just invest in their education constantly. It's only a new person thing to think. Oh, I think I can just watch and know. All right. So what? Uh, going back to like what I'm actually talking about with Instagram, but I felt like it was a necessary tangent to go on because there's so many people that reach out to me that uh, that just are so new to what they're doing, and everyone thinks that way when they're new. But I wish I could just tell you like. If you trust me on this, then you will be advanced immediately. Um, but most people just think I'm trying to tell them, sell them my course when I say you need to invest in your education, which I'm not. Cause I'm not saying buy my course. I'm, I'm saying buy whatever education you need. So I, I am going to be rough with this because I do care about your success and this is the biggest component to success that advanced entrepreneurs understand and very few beginner entrepreneurs do understand. Um, so we're analyzing, we're talking about analyzing things on a deeper level and understanding that you don't know stuff that you haven't personally done before. That's when knowledge actually makes sense. It's one thing to hear never give up from someone in the media or never give up from your parents and never give up is a very common tip from everyone. But until you've had a scenario where you didn't give up and then you actually hit your result at the very last second or some kind of story like that, and you have the story for yourself, then then you do not understand the concept of never give up. That's another example I like to use. So if you haven't gotten a post to go viral, then you don't know how to do it. So you need to analyze on a deeper level what is actually going viral in your market. Break it down second by second. Look at the things that most people would not look at. And then apply that all back into your business. And it's not copying. It's just modeling. It's like the same thing as like you wouldn't get into music you without learning music theory and understanding beats or reading music. If that would be important to you or analyzing what makes a good song. If you don't start there, you're going to be trying to make up for centuries of knowledge that has already been found with music you would just be like why would I need to take guitar lessons I'm just going to pick up the guitar and start plucking strings (laughs) you know so it's just so many people make it so hard on themselves thinking they can do it alone when you don't have to do it alone and it's just letting go of your ego and understanding that there's people doing things better than you and that's totally okay and the only way to get there quick is to model off of what they're doing. So now we're done with modeling content. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is. Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in O'Leary, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, And unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Uh, So another uh, thing that I want to add to what a lot of people's content is missing. You need to ask yourself this question. Would someone add this post to their story? And one of the most common mistakes that I see people make, especially with, um, or, or would they share it at all? So there's two ways people can share it. They would share it just directly with a friend or they would add the post to their story. So the one time that a picture of someone just standing there by themselves would be like usually an an attractive girl account. Okay, Like a guy would see this attractive girl and then DM it to one of his buddies. He's not going to add that post to his story, most likely, because people don't really be like, oh, check out this girl, you know, and put it on their story. Um, But it gets DM'd. If it gets DM'd, that is the easiest way for hashtags to kick in, all right? So it gets shared, I mean, is the easiest way for a post to start trending. Um, One, because it's just getting shown to an extra set of eyeballs that it likely would not have reached through hashtags or Explore. And whoever is sending it to their friend, I mean, they're sending it to a friend because they think it would they would personally be interested in it, right? So it's usually going to be sent to someone who is interested in it, assuming this person knows their friend. So that's basically the one type of way that someone would um, not add a post to their story, but would just DM it personally to a friend. Other than that, why would your post get added to someone's story, so the most common um, problem I see is when coaches try to follow the influencer model of like a hot girl account or whatever, where they just, I'm just going to post a picture of me and in the caption, I'm going to do like a long form caption. You will get likes from your following. You will get on hashtags sometimes. You will get on explore sometimes, but you will not get your post to go viral and you will not grow at rapid speed. Okay, So I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying you won't grow at rapid speed. So when a coach, like imagine for a second that I took a picture of me and just posted that, and then in my caption, I just dropped some serious value. How many people are going to actually read my caption? The only people that read your caption are the ones who first like your content and then read your caption or the ones who just trust you so much that they're like, oh, I wonder what he put in the caption. So for me to post a picture of just myself, um, like we'll say I'm in a suit and I'm at a business conference. There's no text on it. There's no value on this picture apart from my picture. And then in the caption, I drop some serious value bombs. Cold traffic, people who don't know me at all, who see this picture of a guy they don't know, have already scrolled on before they even start reading my caption. And no one is going to add that post to their story. Why? Because the caption does not go along with it. When someone says, add this post to your story, unless they put text on that story that says, oh my God, guys, read this caption, which does happen sometimes, but it doesn't happen nearly as much as someone adding a post to their story that already has value on it. That's why infographics do really well um, because the value is on the piece of content itself. So when people just share it to their story, they don't have to do anything else. We're making it convenient for them to add something to their story. The value is already on the piece of content. So let's take for instance like my last post, which actually did really well. Um, Thank you guys for liking it. Um because, uh, it, it was just like an original quote from myself. So I'm pulling it out. Um, you know, if you're listening to this within the, the week of it coming out, it'll be very easy for you to find. Otherwise, it was posted in, uh, May of 2020. So it just says, the biggest advantage you have when you're new is that you know about your competitors, but they don't know about you yet. And then in the caption, I really expanded on that idea is what in the content, I also have a picture of myself. So I have a picture of myself. And then that quote that I just read, you are both in the picture itself. Then in my caption, I expanded on the idea. What most people do is they do a picture of themselves. And then instead of the quote, also being in that piece of content, they just have that quote as like the first line of their caption. And this post wouldn't have done well. Because a lot of people um, either DM'd it or added it to their story. Uh, 33 did so, and 107 saved it. And those two metrics are what really tell Instagram that a post is you know, worth trending. So if someone wants to just go add this post to story, then awesome. That's all they have to do because the quote, the biggest advantage you have when you're new is that you know about your competitors, but they don't know about you yet is on the piece of content. They don't have to do like a extra text that says, oh my God, guys, read this caption. And I'm not relying on people to see a picture of me who don't know me and be like, you know what? I bet he's got something cool to say and then go to the caption. But because I have got my one sentence to capture people's attention, if they like that sentence, they will read the, the rest of the caption. So that's how you can actually create content when you are in the infographic industry or you're like a face of the brand influencer that has a chance to be shown to someone who's cold traffic and then them like it and potentially add it to their story and then read your caption. So that that's just, uh I know it only applies to some of you, but I just see so many um essentially entrepreneur influencers that think, oh, there's so many big influencers out there like Selena Gomez, she just posts a picture of herself. Or these bikini girl accounts, they just post a picture of themselves. There's no quote on it. And it's because the val- all the value that needs to be had is on the post itself. And if you're not like <laughs> posting a picture of you trying to look hot or something like that, and you're just like literally trying to convey value, don't just do it in your caption. You have to put the value in the piece of content too. So let's move on to the trust score or goodness score concept that uh, Jean <laughs> is it Jean? No, it's it's Jean. Uh, sorry, I I I pronounce his name wrong so many times um, in the interview or like beforehand. Uh, so Jean Moret. Um, so a trust score is basically something that is a a, a uh, it's a, a score that in that Instagram has on you that is a measure of how active of a user you are and how much they trust you to post good content. And basically, how he talks about it is that if you use IGTV sometimes, if you've done an Instagram Live, if you've done uh, stories consistently, you do regular posts consistently, you have your bio completely filled out, you comment on people's stuff, you tag friends you just utilize all of the features, especially the stickers on your story, like the poll feature, the quiz feature, the question feature. Whenever a new one comes out, maybe it's even like the stay-at-home um, stickers, which are really good to use because it moves you to the front of people's story feeds. So all of these like coronavirus-related ones, like the shop small one and stuff, make sure you're using those because they move you immediately to the front of people's stories, and that builds story post engagement with people that would probably otherwise not see your stories. Um, but just utilizing all the features tells Instagram that you're an active user that they like to have on the platform because you're utilizing all the features on the app, uh, which gives them data on what which features are good. And you're also you know, keeping it entertaining for other people, just doing new things and keeping active. So when people ask, like, should I do IGTV or regular posts or should I do live and stuff, a lot of those features aren't going to be big needle movers for you. Like live, like Instagram live, you usually don't get as many views on an Instagram live as you do on a story. But if you go live and you stay there for a while, going live does move your story to the front of people's Instagram feeds. And it is a way to genuinely connect with your followers more that you're actually, you know, live with them and responding to their questions. Um, but either way, it does just show Instagram that you're an active user and are using all the features on the app. So you should use all of them at least once every couple months at a minimum um, but even if like oh igtv doesn't work as well for me well it shouldn't okay let me just clarify this because a lot of people ask me about how come my igtv is not getting as many likes as my regular post it's because hashtags do not work on IGTV. And you're like, well, yeah, I put them in there. (laughs) Doesn't matter. They don't do anything. So you're, you're not supposed to get nearly as many likes on IGTV as a regular post. Why also is that? Because when you go to the explore page, you'll see that there's maybe one IGTV video on your explore page, yet there are, you know, 50 regular posts on there. So the amount of real estate they allow for IGTV to go on explore page is very little hashtags don't work so when you're creating an igtv video you're just making it for your own followers to see well why does gary v make igtv then because he has enough followers that will share that igtv that will still get found by other people and also he usually has more than 60 seconds worth of valuable things to say so if your post needs to be longer than 60 seconds to convey the full value then do IGTV, but don't look into the likes too much because it's just naturally not going to get shown to people outside of your base following um, nearly as easily, all right? But you should use all of this features um, for the sake of your trust score. Next thing we're going to talk about and then um, one of the last things we're going to talk about is how to save time on the app and rapidly speed up your content production, and I did save the best for last in this podcast, so make sure you listen uh, to the end, because you're really going to like all these little shortcuts that I have for you, how to make uh, content production a lot quicker for you. Um, So uh, before we get to that, pattern recognition is something that he talks about with the algorithm, and it is something that we've talked about on this show in the past with um, my theory of engagement episodes. Like I did one on the time spent on a post because Instagram does favor if you spend a lot of time on someone's post and maybe you zoom in on it and you don't like it for whatever reason but they can tell by the amount of time you spent on it or maybe you went back to their account and you went back to look at the post. They can tell that regardless of if you like it or comment or save or share it. They can still tell that it, that you like it. So how does that play into how you make content? Well, when you make posts that are more detailed and, and higher definition and have more layers, like we talked about, and they have a foreground, a subject, and a background, people are going to need to stay on that piece of content longer to consume it. It's another concept that I've talked about with having multiple likable components. To your photos, I talked about that. I believe it's episode 56 called Seven Ways to Instantly Improve Your Content. Um, that's one of the, the top episodes, guys, um, as far as total plays and downloads go. So if you need help with your content, I would check that episode out. Um, but people are only going to zoom in on the photo if there's something to zoom in for, right? There's like, oh, that mountain in the background is gorgeous. That's why you really need to have your backgrounds nailed so stop taking photos of just you like with a wall behind you (laughs) you have to like position yourself in nature a lot of the times um or even if you're just taking a picture of your coffee cup is there a cool background behind it or are you just like taking a picture uh like people do this with their food a lot they just have like a plate of food and then they just take an overhead shot of their food there's no reason to zoom in on it it's just done like it takes a second to get all of the value from the content and then they're done. They scrolled on. So maybe you got their like, maybe you didn't. But even if they liked it, they can still tell that they spent like no time actually looking at the post. So, you know, just think about it. Like put yourself in your followers' shoes and analyze your own content at a deeper level and think why would someone want to like look at this post for longer than a few seconds? Because most posts just get looked at for a second or two and then people scroll on and it doesn't really stop people and the time spent on a post does play into your engagement with that person. So um, guys, just a quick word from my sponsor and then we're going to go into some time saving hacks so you can rapidly speed up your content production. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to SmallBusinessAndDealMakingPodcast.com or just search David Barnett Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. All right, guys. So let's go into some time savers. Now, the big one that uh, Jean talked about is with the uh, keyboard shortcuts for your hashtags. And there's actually two reasons to this apart from just speeding up your, your hashtagging process. So basically what it is, is you can go in and create a key, keyboard shortcut so that for, uh, your different groups of tags, you have different shortcuts to just type in. Uh, let's say for instance, I have an entrepreneur group of hashtags. So maybe I type in E hashtag and then it will auto complete with all of the hashtags that I use for entrepreneur now am I going to post that exact same group every time absolutely not if you are using the same hashtags every time that is one of the ways to severely limit your hashtag reach Um, so you should always be using different hashtags um, but it's always good to start with a base of tags and just start with a base of 30 even and then just modify we'll say like three to five but really you're just modifying all the tags that don't make sense with this particular post. Um, there should always be a couple of tags that it's like, oh, this one doesn't really make sense anymore. So maybe I used entrepreneur mindset as a tag and then I'm doing a post on an Instagram marketing tip. Entrepreneur mindset doesn't quite relate anymore. So I'm going to switch that one to Instagram marketing tips or something of those sort, right? But everyone has different kinds of groups of tags that they use. Like for me, I have like my entrepreneur ones. Uh, more that are like around mindset, my Instagram marketing ones, ones that are more like social media marketing in general, um, and maybe some like little sub variations in between. So what you would want to do is go back and find some of your best performing groups of tags, copy those, and then paste them into your keyboard shortcuts. Now something that I messed up with, like, I'll just say this, like, it seems dumb in retrospect, but someone else might Make this mistake too is if you have an iPhone at least, so you click on settings, then you go to general, then you go to keyboard, then you go to text replacement, and, um, and then it will have you put in a phrase and then the shortcut. And I just mixed them up. Like I, for the phrase, I put the, uh, all the tags and then the shortcut, I put, um, you know, the like e hashtag but it's the other way around. So the phrase would be what you're going to type in. Um, So if I was gonna do E hashtag as my phrase and then the shortcut would be all of the hashtags. I just, or excuse me, I just messed it up again. The phrase is gonna be all of your hashtags. The shortcut is going to be what you wanna type in uh, so that it auto-completes. So like the one that came on the phone, the shortcut is OMW and the phrase is on my way. And I had just mixed it up and I could not figure out why it was not working for me. So uh, for those of you that that pertains to, um, yeah, if it's not working for you, that's probably what you messed up. Um, but this is a great way to speed up your hashtagging process. And the other thing it helps out with is you don't want to leave the app. So you might be thinking, well, I just have them in my notes folder on my phone. Do not do that. Because if you're doing a post and you're about to post and then you leave the Instagram app and then go to your notes folder and then copy all the hashtags, Instagram doesn't like it when you leave the app and come back. They just want you to stay on the app. It affects your trust score and all those little metrics do add up over time um and really the really big accounts you know they they are very conscious of what are the like one percent things that i can do like if it increases my engagement by one percent but i have a million followers like john does that's a lot of likes that's an extra thousand likes right so you want to be conscious of these things even from the very beginning um but uh but yeah, so, um, do, do that hashtag tip. And I'm pretty sure it probably exists on Android too. I just don't know the exact button clicks. Here's the extra things that I do to speed up content production. So a lot of times you'll have an idea for a post, um, but you won't be in a position to make it at that current moment. In fact, most of the time that you have an idea for a post, like a, a lot of times I come up with like a quote or an idea for some kind of video I want to make and I'm driving and 10 years ago (laughs) when I was a newer entrepreneur, I'd be like, I'll remember this later. And then what you realize is, even if you remember it 90% of the time, why would you give yourself that opportunity to forget something that you thought of? And just your mind blanks on it and now you're back at square one and you don't remember what the post is. So no ands, ifs, or buts. If you can't create that content right then, put it on a note section of your phone, this just called content ideas, and then just put it in there, all right? And I do um, a bullet point with it too, so that once I've made it, I can actually click that bullet point and check it off. So um, whenever I need to, you know what, I need to create a post right now, I'm not going to rely on myself to remember something. And even if I could sit there and think to remember something, I'm not going to waste mental energy to do that because thinking of something that is like in within your memory banks and is not immediately just at the top of your head does require you to waste mental energy and your mental energy is like a battery and you wanna be able to spend that on other things. So that's why it's like it doesn't even matter If you could remember it later, you do not want to waste mental energy remembering it again. So whenever I'm like, all right, I need to create a post today and I don't have one off the top of my head that I want to make, I can just go into the notes section of my phone, go down through this list of, you know, probably about 30 posts that I have pending that I want to do. And then whichever one like actually makes sense for that time being. And I like feel motivated to post, then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make this one. So make sure you do that. And I, like I said, I have like 30 that are backed up. There's no way I'd remember all 30 that are, that I'm backed up on at any moment. So stop counting on yourself to remember things. Um, and this goes with like scheduling everything. Okay. When, when an idea comes to your mind that you need to take action on, you either take action on it immediately or you schedule it or you put it on some kind of list. You need to stop relying on yourself to remember all of these business tasks as well as all of these ideas that you have, you know, like I have a uh, so many note sections on my phone here for like book ideas, business ideas. Do you think I would have a possible chance to remember every content idea I've ever thought of that didn't, I didn't create every book idea I've ever had that I didn't create every podcast idea that I didn't create on the spot? Absolutely not. So it's just understanding that your mind is not that gifted, even if you have an incredible memory, um. but you want to get it out of your mind so that you can free up mental space to think and remember other things, all right? So do that to speed up your content production, as well as just your productivity with everything. You either do it right then, you schedule it right then, or it goes on the list right then. The other thing we're going to talk about is um if you are a repost account, or if you just see a piece of content that maybe you see like a meme template that, ooh I want to make a meme around that. Um, make sure you save it. And I like to create different folders for my saves too. Um, so for like one of my accounts that I do a lot of reposting, like I'll save it into like a video folder or a photo fo- folder because um, I like to alternate going photo video on that account. It's kind of just like a pattern that I do um, and like it looks nice on the feed. Because the videos have that little video camera icon on the top right and it just looks kind of cool when I can like essentially checkerboard it when it's photo video photo video and then the videos either appear on one line as video photo video and on the next line it appears as photo video photo if you know what I'm talking about great otherwise don't worry about it Um, but yeah that's just like one way I save it or with Instagram I can save it as like um, meme templates that I want to use. Um, and then I can go back and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to make a meme out of like this basic template, or it's like a video that I think I could make a funny, um, Instagram marketing rendition around a video. I'm going to save it instantly. So it's still basically the same concept that we just talked about of using the notes folder on your phone, but use the saves function on Instagram, um, to remind yourself of what type of content to post later. The other thing is that you want to be using the same fonts um, so I do change this up way more than I should just because I get sick of fonts after a while and I just haven't really like it took me a while before I figured out what kind of fonts that I like and I will mention uh, a lot of the fonts that I use I use kite one I use railway I use uh, Trebuchet, which is a very basic font. Whenever I'm making like a presentation, I do think it is a great looking font. Um, I use uh, Bright is a new one that I like. And that one is like the funkiest font that I use, but it is still legible. Um, but when you're choosing a font, a lot of people like to choose a font that looks cool rather than reads cool so you make sure that when you're choosing your brand fonts and the reason why this is speeds up content production is that you don't have to go through like there's like hundreds of fonts you don't want to rely on yourself to like all right let's go through all of them again and see what looks good you know do that a few times just so you can really make sure you find your favorites but then after that really just try to remember your favorites and like save those fonts as ones that you use all of the time Um, but a lot of people like to find, uh, like, especially after you've been looking through like 20, 30, 40 different fonts, you're kind of like, that one looks so cool. And because you are familiar with your quote or what you wrote, it's not hard for you to read it, but if a follower can't instantly read it, then don't do it. So it has to read right first, and then it has to look cool second. Um, But you do want to find fonts that satisfy both of those conditions that you can use over and over. And then the last thing is to pick your brand colors. And most of you probably have done that, but maybe you haven't done it to the level of a Pantone code. So maybe you're like, oh yeah, pink and green. That is not you knowing your brand fonts. You need to be like, oh yeah, PFC83Y. I use that color of pink, and then, you know, this is the color of green that I use. Like, I know that I use 084237 is the dark Instagram green that I use. And you need to use the exact same colors uh, when you do this because that is, one, whenever you create content on your page, you, people want to see it looking the exact same. Like, if I had just all different shades of green or all different shades of blue, it looks like shit. And people don't follow you if your whole feed doesn't look uniform. Very big tip there. People do not follow you if your whole feed does not look uniform. So use the exact same colors every time to instantly give it that uniform look. The other reason why is because you can be driving down the road and in the far distance, like a mile away, you can see like a yellow glowing sign and you already know it's McDonald's before you get there. You can see... Like a certain shade of red right next to a certain shade of blue. And before you get there, you know that that sign says Smart. And you want to start using just this general branding rule of use the exact same colors every time so that subconsciously people start identifying with your brand um, and they can notice that it's you a lot quicker. But mostly on Instagram for the sake of having that uniform look to your feed is very very important. Um I I gained about 5000 followers last month and one of the biggest differences was I arc I archived <laughs> archived, excuse me. I archived a lot of posts that did not match my page theme. I'm just, like even if it got a lot of likes, I'm like archive 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 and I just I just archived probably about 20 posts that did not look good on my page and all of a sudden my page looked a lot more uniform and my follower conversion ratio went rapidly up. So I will leave you guys at that for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you guys next week.